0: Hey everybody, been here. I have a secret for you. For months iHeartRadio and myself have been working on a whole new project, Lady Bosses and Ben, with my wonderful co-host, Jesse Draper. This podcast will be a podcast highlighting women that are dominating this world, absolutely crushing every arena they're operating in. If it's sports, if it's business, if it's entertainment, we are highlighting these women, lifting them up, hearing their stories of successes and failures, and then allowing you, the listener, to hear every insight into their lives make sure you check out lady bosses and ben everywhere iHeartRadio is available
1: hey guys this is easton and uh we're gonna get jared and ashley on the line because ben and ashley taped this episode earlier today but jared and ashley want to react to what you all saw on bachelor in paradise tonight because this was a really big night for them and uh, and we want to get their thoughts on it right now. So uh, we have Jared and Ashley here on the line, and it was such a beautiful proposal, but what, what do you guys think?
2: Thanks, Easton. Hey, Easton,
3: what's going on?
2: Yeah, we feel, like, so good about our proposal. It was so sweet. Jared is legit a magical man. <laughs> and Ashley is the most
3: beautiful girlfriend-turned-fiancé ever.
2: <laughs> and, um... I couldn't have imagined. I still can't imagine um, wanting, you know, being proposed to in any other spot. Jared had mentioned that he wanted to make paradise right for me because he had so many ups and downs there, and it was kind of looked at as like a place of a lot of emotion, not necessarily always the greatest emotion. And he wanted me to be able to look back on there, on that place. Uh, such a special place to us, and feel really good feelings, which is why he thought that it would be great to propose to me there, and I could have asked for nothing more. I thought that was perfect.
3: Yeah, I mean, the opportunity to go back to paradise and to make it right after messing up for so many times. Jared. It's true, though.
2: baby. It was
3: an opportunity that I I, I jumped at, Um, and I always wanted to propose to my fiance. Uh, in a place that was very meaningful for both of us, and there is no more meaningful place than that beach where we first met that's, years ago. That's
2: something that he even told me, um, like a week or two into knowing each other. I asked him, I go, where do you plan on proposing one day? And he goes, somewhere meaningful to my wife and I. And never would I have thought that that would be I me. I mean, I hope. I'm, but... just, I'm just
3: glad I didn't sound too much like an idiot. You, and you I sounded didn't so great. My word. Oh, that's good. I appreciate it, baby. He
2: sounded amazing. Like, it was like he was meant to do proposing.
3: And it was a great, <laughs> I know, and it was such a great day. It's weird watching your proposal back. Um, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. And so thinking back upon that day and how great it was to be able to go down to the beach where we first met and then, uh, you know, propose to Ashley uh, in the place where I caused her so much pain and really just make things right. Um, and then our friends were there too, you know, later that night, Tanner and Jade, we got dinner with them and was able to celebrate and it was such an awesome day. And so watching it back brought back a lot of emotion. Um, but it was definitely difficult to watch back at times. Um, as you guys saw, you know, Kevin, Ashley's ex-boyfriend was down there. Uh, in paradise,
2: definitely not a normal thing to have to have your ex. No, of course, present for your proposal. And I didn't know and it, it wasn't ideal.
3: No, of course, it's never ideal. And I didn't know he was going to be in paradise. I mean, we had weird rumors that he might be down there, and uh, Ashley didn't know I was going down to propose to her, and we were keeping it a secret. So she honestly thought that we were just going down there to hand out the day card, and obviously, none of the casts within paradise knew what was going on. So, um, you know, I did my best to try to keep that secret to surprise Ashley. So no one could have really planned, um, you know, to figure out a way to...
2: Make sure Kevin wasn't there at exactly. the moment. Because so, I, none of us would want him there, like, for his no, sake or for his sake.
3: No, of course. And so, and I don't want to propose to Ashley in front of an ex-boyfriend. And, I mean, the night before... Uh, We headed down to Paradise. I was on the phone with producers saying I did not want Kevin there. And I didn't know if he was still down in Paradise, honestly. Obviously, I didn't know if he came and left, if if he was still in Paradise or not. And so I remember just being on the phone saying, listen, if Kevin is there, please just do whatever you need to do to make sure he's not there during the engagement because, you know, this is the moment that every – you know, person dreams of the moment that you, you get engaged. And as a guy for a very long time, I've dreamt of this moment and what I'm going to say and who it's going to be with and, you know, pulling out the ring and getting down on one knee. And then the idea of doing that in front of my fiance's ex-boyfriend is horrible and something I didn't want. And obviously Kevin wouldn't have wanted either. And so I just tried to make sure that he wasn't there. And that was unfortunately not an option for me. and. It came down to me either proposing in paradise in front of them. Um, not, you know, and with making it as less awkward as possible. And I, I, I got certain promises where it was made, you know, very clear to me that they were going to make it as little awkward as possible and as little painless as possible. So everybody's happy. And it, happy. Was. Well, we and
2: were it there. was in the moment. totally was. We didn't get, you know, we knew he was there, but it wasn't like an overwhelming presence. We said hi to him <laughs> afterwards. But we didn't even know that they were watching on. We didn't even know the cast was no. watching on. So,
3: I mean, you guys saw we went down there, and it sucked. I'm not going to lie. First walking down and first time I ever saw Kevin, and it just really sucked because I had to stand there knowing I'm about to propose to Ashley while looking at her ex-boyfriend. I mean, nobody in their right mind wants to be put in that position. But having said that, you know, I'm not going to base my decisions based on Kevin's feelings, and I hope you would understand and respect that. I love Ashley and I wanted to propose to her on that beach and you don't get really any opportunities like that. I had one opportunity and I either took advantage of it or I didn't. And to be honest, like I said, before we went down to paradise, I didn't know if he was there or not. And I was on the phone trying to make sure that he wasn't there. And unfortunately that could not be possible for me. And so I did what I had to do and, and, you know, um, it, and during the day it was very it wasn't really that awkward.
4: we no, didn't see him it
2: wasn't and and when we were you know when he was proposing to me, I was totally zoned in on him and he oh, on me, course. and we didn't see anybody else. We didn't even see the cameras, honestly, and we had no idea that the cast was watching us until they all cheered at the end of it
3: um like I said, watching that moment, you know it's funny when we were watching back and seeing me walk down the beach with you. I can just see I how feel, nervous I was. You
2: feel? I feel Not, like I watch myself and I seem calm. I feel like I would look calmer than I really was.
3: You, I, uh, you felt calm walking to the beach, but you also didn't know what was going on. Like oh, I could tell I that guess. I was. Like, At
2: that point, I'm starting to know.
3: Oh yeah, you can tell. Like even when I walk in front of the the crowd, you can tell like how awkward I am. All My right? head is always down. It's so interesting watching yourself back. Because you can tell, oh yeah, you what the hell are you doing? And obviously, I felt awkward. You were you know, so smooth. I tried, but you know, it's very awkward cause I didn't want to like, also didn't want to like make it seem like I was showing anybody up, you know, walking in front, holding your hand, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're my girlfriend, you're uh, the person I love most, most, and, and so I wanted to showcase that without making it seem uh, like,
2: wanting, wanting. You know, no, that was did, the last did thing did
3: I wanted that. to do, so like, I just, I could, you know, it's weird watching yourself back and like, like oh man, I can tell how awkward yeah. I was and my head was always down and then, but then it was, it was, better awkwardness when we were walking down the beach cuz then I could just see how nervous I was which was which was pretty funny to watch back yeah. so that's the cool part that's the really cool part you get to like you get all those feelings back of how I was feeling in the moment like oh my god I can I remember how awkward I thought, knowing that like holy crap okay here we go like I'm pulling out the ring and I'm gonna get down on one knee and then open the box and say <laughs> Ashley will you marry me just don't screw this up Jared um,
2: I remember being sloppier than it looked so that was nice <laughs> yeah no you look great everything was great
5: you were
3: beautiful you were so beautiful oh. in that yellow dress
5: thank so.
2: you
3: um, but yeah um.
2: And yeah, I mean, I think I yeah. I, the only the only problem that I had was that we had that conversation between Astrid and and Kevin aired just after our proposal. And so let's clarify: Jared and I were really honest. We were completely transparent in telling our story, through the story of us back in May, we thought that our kiss in the airport was important enough to include it, it
3: To was the public. Because it was, because it was a, a
2: huge turning point.
3: And I kissed her. Like, you want to put blame on somebody, put blame on me. I'm the one in the airport that went to Ashley, stole her away, and kissed her. And yes, it was one kiss and it shouldn't have happened. Actually, I lied. It should have happened because now we're engaged. And it does suck. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, If I wasn't the guy on the other side, I wouldn't have been mad about it. But the fact that it gets so much. The fact that it's getting
2: a lot of attention now and we were so honest about it up front. And why were we honest about it up front? Because I had only known Kevin for one month at that point. This was Jared, who I had been in love with basically for two and a half years. Well, that's basically it. Thank you for letting us share how we felt it's amazing to have this platform to really get our feelings out there when we have them
3: totally thank you
2: and um we will talk to you soon (laughs) listen to the rest of the podcast
1: bye ben and ashley taped this episode of the almost famous podcast earlier today with the assumption that jared and ashley's proposal would air as they remembered it and experienced it as you know from listening to their live phone call just now things aired differently They wanted to share their feelings once they watched it live, as you all did tonight. We hope that you will listen and enjoy the rest of the podcast as they taped it earlier today.
0: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Ashley, how are you doing?
6: Good. How are you?
0: I'm perfect. You ready for a great episode of the Almost Famous Podcast?
6: So ready, and it's brought to you by ModCloth. It's inspired by vintage style and informed by today's sensibilities. ModCloth offers a curated wardrobe that lets you do just that. They're dedicated to serving their amazing community by celebrating their stories and offering a full range of styles and sizes. You guys, these are actually adorable. Think um, no- Noah and Allie in the notebook. That's the kind of style you're going to get at ModCloth. It's super vintagey it's great for um if you're a school teacher totally check out mod cloth the cutest little outfits for you um and they're perfect for a romantic throwback date If you want to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to ModCloth.com. That is M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter the code FAMOUS at checkout. This offer is valid for a one-time use and it expires on December 8th, 2018. It is ModCloth.com, code FAMOUS. For 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, ModCloth.com, code FAMOUS. And get a cute little date outfit that makes you feel like you're back in 1940s eating ice cream with Noah Calhoun. I mean, come on, right?
0: So cute. I don't I don't know who Noah Calhoun is hey um what the heck Ashley you're engaged
6: yeah you didn't know
0: I, I I'm surprised and I'm I'm ecstatic I get to watch
6: it <laughs> it was really really cool it's nice to have who gets their video who gets a video of their proposal no one so it's like really really cool
0: well I mean I once
6: did oh I mean, out of this franchise, okay? <laughs> I once
4: did.
7: I once did. Please don't gloss over that. Why do you <laughs> have <to start? laughs> Wait, Ben, can I ask you something I've been really wanting to ask you, but it's like the weird elephant in the room? Be
0: hmm? careful.
7: Okay, so I'm going to ask it. I'm just going to have balls and ask it. All and right, then if up? you don't want to talk about it.
0: Oh, oh, that's fine.
7: So Lauren broke up with her boyfriend.
0: Did she break up with him?
7: Oh, I have no idea. I just read Uh-oh. what I read in Us magazine.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, I've I've been asked about it a lot.
7: What are your um, thoughts?
0: I don't know. You know, it's I it's so hard. Actually Ashley was the very first person to reach out and say, "Hey, how you doing with I was this? the I'm like, first person? Yeah, people don't yeah, people just kind of like don't ask. Where? Um but then press started reaching out. Oh, and so it's not
7: that's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's really awesome. <laughs> so normal. Just, it's just a really good cycle of pain. It's like, all right, the knife has been pulled out of your stomach. Let's stab it back in <laughs> oh, over something that you have nothing to do and with. Let me open um, up
7: about my feelings to total strangers.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, I mean, this is honestly my thoughts in the, the best way I can process them. One is I really have nothing to do with their relationship. Like, there's there's zero part of me that was involved at all at, at any point in that, other than the fact that that relationship at some level like made me kind of jealous, maybe, or I was like uh, upset about it because it it like hurt. And I remember at the very beginning, it was only about a week before I found out they were dating. Uh, I was talking to my buddies and I was like, you know what, the hardest part about this breakup is going to be, and I was like when I find out she's dating somebody else. And Ooh. then it was like a week later Ooh. that I found out. So it was like the bandaid got ripped off pretty early uh, and pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, which made me, you know, we've talked about in the podcast before and I, I'm sure this is me over speaking, but when you get have a breakup, it's really hard. Um, you feel a lot of emotions, not all of which are proper, right. Or even logical, uh, for me, I felt a lot of anger, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of hatred, just for no other reason other than the fact that I just wasn't happy that this season of my life was now done. Um, and then I kind of gave that up because I was like, there's no use in me hating anything about this. And Lauren's, uh, you know, a woman that I love and care about deeply. And so I don't want to hate her. That's weird. And if she likes this guy, then as much as it sucks and as much as I'm going to be jealous about it and I'm going to be pissed off about it. I'm going to be excited that, you know, in life, she has somebody that's going to make her happy. And so now that's over. uh, I don't have any clue why I haven't asked and I I probably will never know. Um, And I I just know how tough breakups are and I know how like confusing they may be. So I guess now I just I I hope that Lauren um, is able to process what happened, uh, learn from this breakup, you know, good and bad and move on with grace. Um, cause she will, she's, she's a strong woman. She's a, she's a power player. She's a lady boss. Um, so she'll do really well, but, uh, it doesn't, this is, and I'll end here. It doesn't, this is the, and maybe anybody out there listening could write in and tell us their thoughts on this. What does it feel like when your your loved one that you care about so deeply gets into a new relationship? And then what does it feel like, when that relationship ends, are you happy about it? Are you excited? Uh, does it, it causes a ton of different emotions. And then what would you feel like if you were then asked about it oh. all of the time afterwards? Um, because it, it just kind of like, I don't know how to respond. Honestly. I mean, I want what's best for Lauren. She, uh, she's somebody I shared a lot of life with. So I don't think I'm crazy for that.
6: Um, I would say that the, the person would probably feel excited Happy about their breakup only when they had maybe intention on re, you know, reconnecting with that person. So yeah. uh, I'm I know the answer, but I will ask for the audience. Did you have any of those feelings of excitement?
0: Um, honestly, no. And I mean, I I would say I don't. I mean, I don't know if I could. I would answer yes, even if I did, because I think that <laughs> would make me yeah. sound a little evil. But I really, <laughs> <did>. <laughs> I, I really probably wouldn't. I, I really didn't feel excited. Um, y- you know, you guys and everyone out there listening has kind of been with us on this journey. I mean, this podcast started what the week that Lauren and I ended our relationship.
7: Literally. Um, like the day. Literally. Yeah.
0: It did. So like it was, it, anybody out there listening has been with me in, from the beginning on this. And it's been hard to process sometimes what I should feel and what's healthy to feel and what's healthy to give up and not feel and to move on from. Um, I mean, it, it with with all sincerity, like I, I loved Lauren a ton. Um, and so I was hurt and I was jealous of this new guy. Like I, I did not like this thing. Mm-hmm. This was not something that I looked at and was like, I'm thrilled to see pictures of this. Like, that is my girl. Um, yeah, and then that, I gave that up. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and I think a lot of people out there can probably feel that. And, and relate with that. And so I then gave that up because I was like, no, Ben, stop being crazy. She is no longer your girl. You, she has a different partner. You need to stop being weird. And so I gave it up. I moved on. <laughs> um, i I then have re- been a recovering dating or recovering breakup person for the next last year. And uh, and so i've I've emotionally disconnected from that relationship because I just I felt every emotion way before now. And so when I heard, it was just like, ah, you know what kind of sucks. This is definitely me overspeaking.
7: No, tell us. You know what
0: kind of sucks what? is that um, I felt all of these like really unhealthy things towards this relationship
4: mm-hmm.
0: with the like with the hope that like this was something going to be so good. Uh, because then I you know at the end of the day I would say you know what this has made her happy, and so as a result, no matter how they got there, and I think we talked a couple weeks ago. With, with somebody about how their relationship started and was through, you know, they were in a relationship and they met and then they got married, whatever. And and now I, now this relationship, I don't know what that relationship means to my relationship with Lauren or my life story because this was a big piece of pain for me.
7: Right. I'm trying sense. to read through what you're saying there. Are you saying had it worked out with her and this other guy, you would have maybe found some sort of peace like it yeah, was meant to I'm be. Source. So oh, I yeah, had to endure this sense. pain like, but look, that was what was supposed to happen for her. So now they broke up, and you're like, great, I had a year of pain, and yeah. it didn't work out. Yeah,
0: you're exactly that right. makes okay. sense. I get that. I, I get that. I was having a hard time. But then again, it's like, this isn't about me. Like, And I, and so I'm reminding myself this is people have asked me. I was at an event last week in, in Los Angeles, and the whole press line was asking me about it um, because I'm not doing anything cool enough for them to ask me about They have to ask me about my <laughs> ex's relationship. Um, but – That you know, I have to remind my like remind myself when they ask this question is stop making this about you. This is not about me at all. It never will be. This is her breakup, and and so as somebody that loves her and knows her uh, and cares about her, uh, I mean, I guess joy in life. I just hope she is like okay. Like I, I just hope she isn't hurting. I hope that she has people around her. That are loving on her and wrapping her up in her arm in in her in their arms, and I'm sure she does. Like she's gonna be fine. She's gonna crush it. It just sucks in the I meantime. I still
7: think it's a little about you. Like you're allowed to Is have it? feelings. Yeah, you don't, don't have think. to be so tough that you're not allowed to feel something uh. because it's adjacent to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's not directly about you, but it's close.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe that's true. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I feel very uncomfortable about having feelings about it. Maybe that's it.
6: No, you definitely shouldn't. I yeah. wonder what you would have felt if this happened six months ago when you were more in the midst of recovery. Wow.
0: I probably would have been so excited.
4: <laughs>
6: I know. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? There was another breakup in Bachelor Nation that happened uh, this week. What and was that? That was... Um... Ka- uh, Courtney and Lily from Bachelor Winter Games. Uh-huh. No.
4: Yep. I really didn't think
7: they were going to break up. <laughs> Easton just
6: clasped his chest. <laughs> uh, that was a sad one for
0: me. This That was the one couple, Ashley, you and I said would really make it from Winter Games. I didn't even think you and Kevin would make it. I never counted on that. I just thought they would make it.
6: <laughs> oh, we, we all did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they. I think they're going to stay good friends. I actually think that they are. And it's not just something that they're saying right now. Yeah, I, I I wonder what happened. I mean,
0: it makes sense. I think he I read his Instagram post and he explained yeah. it as they are like a best not being emotionally attached to each other. And yeah. I I get that. Yeah. You kind of get to that place in life where you're like, we're just good friends. Me caring about you emotionally isn't doing us any good.
6: Yeah, she's like so young and wild. She's 22. She is the kind of person that doesn't want to be locked down. So I don't think mm-hmm. this is the right they time. They were on that like life. crazy
7: road trip, right? Yeah, they've
6: okay. gone on a couple trips now that they've documented pretty well. Well, he, Ashley, uh, I, yeah. I,
7: I'm going to run out to go get Chris and Desiree. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad your engagement got overtaken <laughs> by um, Ben's.
6: <laughs> break-
0: yeah, breakup. Ben's breakup? How is this my breakup? <laughs> I did not break up here. I am not involved in this.
7: Sidebar, in she name. met that guy on Tinder, which also kind of But she met me. him on
6: Tinder way back in the day.
7: Well, right. But yeah. still, they met on Tinder. Like, Well, Tinder has I a lot of successful
6: relationships worked. now. I feel like 50% of people now meet on a dating app. Tinder or included. Tinder.
0: Bumble, I'm a more of a Bumble. I'm a guy. Bumble.
6: I'm a hinge person too. It seems a little yeah. more
7: depth. I wish seems Ben would let me set sexual. him up. Uh,
0: you're not setting me up, Amy. Why? Me.
7: I have such because good
0: I'm a cowboy. I'm a wild child. <laughs> I'm on my own. I'm running. I'm running free, and and a uh, you know I'm one man show.
7: Ever <laughs>
6: and, since being engaged, all I want to do is set friends up. It's just so cool that like now I get to at concentrate at on yet. other people's <laughs> love lives. It's because I really don't think you want to be set up. I truly don't.
4: Yeah,
6: yeah. I don't know.
4: Sleep
2: is important. You can't afford another restless night's sleep. Okay, so honestly, Jared and I were kind of tossing and turning over in his um, his bed in Rhode Island because we've been here this week and we've been a little bit nervous. We've been like, a little nervous because we've had his sister's wedding and then we had our proposal aired. But if we had our sleep number here in Rhode Island, it would have changed things significantly. We wouldn't have a restless night's sleep. So Jared likes the bed a little bit harder than I do. I like to be pretty elevated. I like to have like uh, an incline on my head. He likes to sleep pretty flat. I need a cushy. And our new sleep number is designed to help us each get better sleep. The new sleep number 360 is a smart bed, and it has, never been a better time to get it now it's the biggest sale of the year on sleep number and there's definitely a store near you and all the beds are on sale sleep number 360 smart bed lets you choose the comfort and support that's right for you it adjusts on each side so it's the perfect bed for couples you can actually feel how it contours to your neck shoulders back and hips and it gives you the proper spine alignment they censor every move and automatically adjust to keep you sleeping blissfully through the night. Does your bed do that? So come in during the final days of the biggest sale of the year where all the beds are on sale, like I said. Plus, save 40% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed now through Sunday. You'll only find Sleep Number at any of their 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you by visiting sleepnumber.com slash podcast. And don't forget when you're at the Sleep Number store to tell them that Ben
8: and Ashley from the Almost Famous Podcast sent you.
0: Des and Chris, thanks for coming on the hey. Almost Famous Podcast.
8: Yeah, thanks for having us. You bet.
0: The, uh, I, I know uh, life is moving at a quick pace for you all. You have some big updates to share with all of the listeners. But before we do that, Chris, what do you think of the Cubs right now?
9: <laughs> oh, go Cubs. I think they've got six in a row right now, man
0: it's absolutely incredible and that's i mean that's really the only only thing i want to talk to you about was the cubs but um i know ashley has a a list of things to talk to you both about and uh and i will chime in where i can
6: first off congratulations guys number two (laughs) how many years apart are they going to be two years perfect the perfect amount is it a girl or a boy
8: boy okay that's our second boy second boy two boys are you
6: going to try for a, a girl Oh. Easy. <laughs> Easy.
8: we will wait and see. You carry so
6: perfect. So nice. She's so oh. tiny. And then she has her little baby bump. It's the cutest thing ever. You look so pretty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you guys are doing differently? Are you more chill this time around? You're just like, oh, we've been through this before.
8: I mean, I feel like this has gone by so much faster because we're just so busy with a toddler mm-hmm. and work that. Yeah. Just um, this past Sunday, we did. We found out that it was a boy, mm-hmm. and now it feels like, oh, yeah, we are on to our second child. <laughs> so you already have all the stuff ready. We do, yeah. It's actually really great. That's cause... so
9: easy. I've had a lot more wine this time.
8: <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. He's drinking um, plenty for wine.
6: me. <laughs> all right, you guys are also on Marriage Boot Camp. Marriage boot camp, guys, is something that I even I told Jared and my agent this week. I was like, they'd have to pay us, I think, half a million dollars to do this show because the amount of stress you guys go through and the amount of past arguments that should be put to bed that are not while filming this show is
8: something I never want to address. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that you have to, like, relive certain things in order to. Get through the show yeah but um
9: yeah but we're we're both really strong with where we're at
8: yeah. exhibit why
9: would you do two. it
8: yeah why do it then you know, for oh, money so, okay, it's so, really for the money let's yeah. be honest we all
6: know doing marriage move campus for the money
9: we went on to work on our communication
8: yeah so um mm. when we when we uh filmed it asher was only about eight months old oh my goodness yeah, so it's been so in the bank it's for been a about, while um it's been about a year and so we were new parents and we had been asked a couple times before that. And mm-hmm. I was exactly like, yeah. you. and I'm like, hell no. Like, I never want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, put our relationship out there. And then I don't know, for some reason, I just felt like when we were new parents and kind of going through that vulnerable stage, I thought it would be a good time to reconnect and work on certain things that we needed to. So would you how do you, do you feel stronger now than like you did beforehand? <laughs>
0: Such a good question. I was going wow. to say
9: that uh, but, uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, it just had to, I mean, we brought up stuff that we already knew Yeah. some, you know, you know I'm sure think... it'll be aired, but uh, there's some stuff that will be aired that we were like, we were solid on and we're solid still on.
8: I think it's just because we were so busy with a the newborn. There's things you just, you know, that you need to work on, but you just don't because you're like tired mm-hmm. and busy. So the show was a good opportunity for us to actually talk about things. They brought up
6: Brooks on the show. Yeah. And that is, you know, that was your runner up. Uh, it was your third, your third place yeah. on your season. Wait, just
7: to remind people that are listening. Was he the one that bailed?
6: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. So that's. Thank it's God. annoying. remind like, you know, like everybody blessing. what happened. Oh, okay. What so, was, well, it was I a feel awkward story. reminding everyone what, what mean, happened. Dad? Oh, it's okay. Yeah. That was so long ago. So guys. basically, Des liked. You know she liked Brooks a lot, and then Brooks. She had (laughs) twenty-five guys. She liked Brooks. She liked Chris. Then there was a random guy in between. I don't remember his name. And um, then Brooks was like, you know, I'm not going. I don't picture myself at the end of this with you. So then he left, and you were quite devastated. But it really opened your eyes to knowing, like, that Chris was your man. Absolutely.
8: So the whole thing is, is like, I mean, Ben knows. The show gives you the opportunity. It's not even gives you the opportunity. It just happens that you are able to fall in love with multiple people. Mm -hmm. And the only part about my season that was a bummer is that um, that was the focus. Yeah. Was like the drama of someone leaving rather Mm -hmm. than looking back at when Chris and my love story began. Yeah. It just got overshadowed. Right. Because it started way before Brooks left. Like that had nothing to do with it. So. It was just a bummer that it happened that way, but that is frustrating. But you know what, the show was exactly how my story needed to unfold. So I'm glad was
0: it a stressful. I mean, I think everybody out there watching. I remember this. Was it a stressful last few days or were you excited about the, you know, moving on with Chris? Because I really think this is my opinion. Please argue with me. The love story really (laughs) starts on the show. And it kind of begins once the show is over. So I can get how you're you're dating up until that kind of last moment, which just happens to be a proposal.
8: Yeah, no, true. Like Chris and I, though, we talked a lot. We talked about a lot. Like we knew that before he even proposed that I was going to move to Seattle. We talked about our lives together. So we kind of had that picture in mind before even getting engaged. Mm -hmm. And so that was really helpful um, to know what our life would look like, I think hometowns were really important for us because that's when I also felt so comfortable with his family and just felt like I fit right in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it was the same when he met my parents. It was just kind of like, we just, I think we, we were just meant to be and that's exactly how we were supposed to meet.
9: Yeah. And I, <clears throat> to speak for Des. Um, so <laughs> the difference Ben was that when at, at the end I was the only one there and I had been the only one there for like 10 days or, you know, in bachelor days, but, oh, that's like, right. uh, so, I would think that she was excited to get going. You know, it was like a different build up to the end of, okay, there's two guys. I've got to let one go. They're oh, both yeah. going to pour their hearts out for me. Um, I didn't know, right? So I, I just had to stay strong. But she knew already because once Brooks left, I Drew got Drew the know. axe. Uh, Sounds know. so
8: mean. Uh, oh, Drew's no, sure no,
9: fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's been um, yeah, we're doing it. Everyone's doing good. So, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's he's weird, isn't he? Right?
6: Is he married? I have no I'm idea. Not, I'm not
8: actually. Oh, you're no. not even friend,
6: you're not friends with them. You guys don't. You, did you stay chummy at all with any of the guys from your season?
8: Um, ironically,
9: yeah, uh, Brooks <laughs> and, and, and Michael G. Okay, yeah, uh, Zach Waddell. Shirtless dude.
6: Well, we know yeah. Zach because yeah. he's Carlos. Carla. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly.
9: Yeah. Those well, are we know great. Michael G. He's one of my favorite people in the world. Right. I mean, those were <laughs> all well, Those were all guys that were at our wedding. Not yeah. to mention you know, bachelor girls. Yeah. So. It's. A,
8: I mean, you've been there, yeah. Ben. You've been there. It's a different world when you're in it. Like yeah. everything's heightened. Everything is focused on just the relationship, or just on that. And then once you get into the real world, you like realize kind of what's important mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, I don't know. We just kind of just kept going strong with our relationship and building it in Seattle So it was nice.
0: I, I have one lat and then we'll dig in more here to to everything going on right now sure. What have you found being important? Um, post-bachelor i've always been interested in what do those bachelor relationships look like five years down the road with kids What are the some of the things that you hold sacred?
8: Well, I think when we first started it was the fact that we wanted to focus on each other like we didn't want to put any, any like fame or anything like that in front of our relationship. And I think that's what made us strong. Um, As for right now, I think it's just keeping family in mind, keeping what's important, like keeping like who knows you best. That's what's most important and making sure that your marriage is strong so that your children can be strong. And, you know, I don't know. I think that's what's most important to us right now.
9: Yeah. We've done a pretty good job. Um, you know, for better or worse, keeping things separate, right? Like, yeah. Dez was a wedding designer beforehand, and then she got into wedding design, and that's what she wanted to do, and this was a good launching pad to give exposure. But now she's at a point where she has, her creation is going to take her as far as it can, right? Like, The Bachelor promoting her wedding designs is th- going to be so good. <laughs> yeah, but I think what he's me- saying is that
8: whatever we were doing before the show – is exactly uh-huh. what we're doing now, and I think that's what was and, most important.
9: Yeah, and so that for us was what has really helped kept our rela- relationship strong.
6: Yeah. So are you still designing wedding dress? Oh yeah,
8: you yeah, are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I
6: know.
9: How girl. did I not
8: know that? Oh. I told you last time I saw you. Oh my I said I could design a
6: dress. Okay. You guys didn't have a TV wedding, but no. you were in the bridal industry. I was. So did you? How did you feel about that? Were you like, oh, I want the TV wedding, or you're like,
8: this way I could have more hands-on? yeah I think we were kind of fifty fifty uh mm-hmm. whatever like worked out mm-hmm. um but honestly, we were so happy to be able to have it be intimate and kind of you know do our thing and I don't know have the most special people in our lives
6: yeah that way you can, you make sure that you have everybody you need there, not just the bachelor cast. we had a great wedding,
8: yeah, <laughs> it we was did. Awesome. Lots of, uh, Lots of 90s throwbacks and everyone on the dance floor. Zero. The music I'm, is so important. So important. So so start working important. on your playlist. I know. Did you have a DJ or a band?
4: We did. We oh, did. do you know
8: Tassos? He was on a... Oh, yes. Yeah, so ironically, I knew Tassos way back in the day, like in Denver. He was on your season. No, no. he was on... He was on, uh... on Andy's season. He was on Andy's yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew him way back, like when we were like 16. And so he did our... He's a DJ, so, so he cool. did our wedding.
6: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, DJs are, I think, the way to go, because that way you can play all the music that you want to play. I don't know. It's the, all those questions that comes to wedding
8: planning.
9: You got to still reel them in, though, because they'll go on a tangent and be like, we're not doing requests. This is what oh, I'm going to play." Like, Whoa. We, we, no, it's your wedding. <laughs> yeah, we, we told him no
8: requests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. you got to be careful. You told him no requests of, of certain, yeah, Of okay. certain songs. Okay. Because yeah. we were like, we didn't want that typical... Wedding sound, <laughs> yes.
6: it's yeah. very known. I know exactly what you're talking about when you say typical wedding sound it caters more to the um the parents than yes. it does the twenties and thirties totally. <laughs> anyway. Ben, you got any more questions for Christian
4: to ask?
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, now I want to move into I, I was kind of letting you guys talk wedding stuff. I thought I thought we were going <laughs> to we get Ashley to to commit to a wedding dress.
6: Yeah, but we'll it, see what when about that a wedding date? My wedding date is going to be probably confirmed within the next 10 days. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Jared and I have his sister's wedding this coming weekend. And then the days after that, we're going to look at venues in Rhode Island. And the one that we really like, um, we have to get back to them by September 7th. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. (laughs)
0: you should just Ooh. get married on the same day that her sister his sister is getting married and take it over no
6: i, I already feel bad no, for the amount of fun. attention we're gonna get over uh, not mm, over that yeah, couple but you know the guests will flock oh
4: i know That's well, okay zen. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um all right well i i'm sue i i think as i've watched marriage Bootcamp, i've had a couple friends go on and do it um and i we kind of touched on it but we didn't get a clear answer. Do you f- did you find it beneficial? Are you happy you did it?
8: Yeah, I think there's some hesitance. Pe- <laughs> no, Nobody no. likes it. No there,
9: there no, there was a delay. There was a delay. There's a <laughs> delay.
8: Yeah.
9: Oh, eh, like we did. Okay, there was, there, was, there, was, there was. Sorry, we were just waiting for. it to No, come you
8: know what? I think no matter what um, phase you're in in your relationship, whether that's dating or marriage, it's always good to stop and talk about it and kind of find out if there's any problems because sometimes. They're underlying and you don't even see them until they're brought up.
6: My only qualm about the show is that it's going to try to go back to your bachelorette experience. And you're going to be like, wait, we overcame that already. We don't have to revisit that, especially because it's such an unnatural environment. Like nobody else has to go and watch your spouse date other people on camera you know they would have never witnessed that they could have like heard about how it was but they never that's true and it's a whole different dynamic
8: it really is and i think it's just sometimes disappointing that that's what it always goes back to Mm -hmm. because chris and i do have so many other um facets of our relationship that should be shown Mm -hmm. and i hopefully the show will show that yeah um but we do revisit Yeah, we revisit The Bachelorette, which Mm -hmm. was five years ago, but um, (laughs) we do. But uh, you know what? I think it was good for us. I think it put us into a vulnerable state for Mm -hmm. us to both um, share things about our relationship that maybe we didn't know the other felt.
9: Yeah, we have a very select population or a very few population that understands The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. those people that go through it, right? And then we have all the fans that go through it with us yeah and have their opinions. Oh. Yeah. But you know exactly how how it goes, right? Yeah. Because you're in it. Yeah. You, know? yeah. So you,
0: you all I mean you've I think consistently and just because of the people you are and and we got to spend some good time together years ago at a McDonald's commercial.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I mean,
0: it was fun. Was fun. Um but I think you both have been celebrated kind of as the couple in Bachelor Nation that people can relate with the most. And, and I wonder oh, if nice. uh, my question for you is, do you think any of that has to do with the way that you two really met? I mean, or I guess you, you your love story you said started way before, you know, the kind of leaving of Brooks. But I think a lot of people out there when they watch that, they really related with both of you and were rooting for you from then on out. Did you feel that? Or is there other reasons why people can relate with you so much?
8: I mean, I think maybe just because both Chris and I were going on the show very just...
9: I, it's right. I think it's completely different now than when we were on it and then when yeah. we were on it compared to when Jason was on it, right? Like, I think people can Every relate... Every five years, yeah. Yeah. there's three, a jump. Yeah. Huge yeah. jumps, right? Yeah. And I think um, people can relate to both both what you said. Like, they were rooting for us on the show, but they're also rooting for us now and because we're super relatable in that... we. Shoot, I do mortgages.
4: (laughs) That's
9: so boring. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's super Uh, normal. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so that's something. Yeah, I
8: mean, we live a very normal life.
6: Uh, Yeah, like, you guys stay in your hometown often. Not like Caitlin and Sean, which are constantly on a different, like, continent. (laughs) 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 Or um, Rachel and Brian are constantly going from, like, Connecticut to Texas, LA. You guys are like yeah. at home with the kids. It is very relatable.
8: Yeah. yeah, it stays consistent and strong. And I don't know. I think that's something that just makes us strong too. Mm-hmm. Is
9: not that you can't right? But oh, it's just totally, well, it's working for us, totally. and so we kind of stay with it. Each
8: relationship is so different, yeah, for sure. Um, but the other thing too is like the sh- just the show is just like everyday life. Like mm-hmm. you're either going to work out or you're not.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: And yeah. like you said, Ben, like the re- the relationship does technically begin after the show because mm-hmm. that's really when you're seeing other people's like quirks and how they like handle situations how they handle stress because on the show
9: like there is none yeah outside of like the re- no
8: emotional no. yeah there's not like the everyday stress mm-hmm. um so it's Those interesting. Kids. No,
4: Being I mean before up. kids. No, yeah.
8: I'm saying before kids. Oh. Like, yeah, he she
6: means like, you know, when you go on the glamour date, it's like you don't have any stress, but then you get off and then you're and like, you oh, realize wait, what,
4: how real someone world? handles Yeah, their... you gotta figure out how
7: to pay for dinner.
4: Yeah, exactly. My steak's <laughs> <Like,
9: laughs> not done right. Or
7: like helicopters? I mean, no.
9: I asked for medium rare.
0: <laughs> easily medium. Um, are you two are you watching? Do you still keep up with the shows?
8: Oh, I, yeah occasionally we've actually really gotten into paradise <laughs> is this is the oh, season of perfect. paradise i'm
6: here to declare that it's better than a nailer season of paradise and <laughs> wow. i yeah i know and i, I was on the other really ones I think, it I think it's so was.
7: lovable colton should be the bachelor no and was Who? it right for T N and colton to break that hey but before we um, answer those
0: questions let's take a break here i know we have uh, one of our crazy consistent sponsors fabfitfun Ashley, you love Fat Fit Fun. I love Fat Fit Fun. Can you tell our audience about Fat Fit
6: Fun? Hey, Des, you love Fat Fit Fun as much as I do, right? I do. Yes, it's real. It's gotten so good over the past year. Like, oh, I agree. I use everything in the box. If have, if you guys have you guys out there have you tried Fat Fit Fun? And if you, if you haven't, it is time for you to get this seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their fall box is epic. It has products like a vegan leather Vince Camuto tote, a teapot or coffee press, glam glow, bubble masks, a beauty blender. And that's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out because they sell fast. They actually sell out so fast. This is not just something we say. It gets sold out within days. So check out FabFitFun.com and use the code almost famous so you can save ten dollars off your first box, making it only thirty-nine ninety nine. Again, that is FabFitFun.com. Use the code almost famous. The code
7: alone is worth more than forty bucks. The
6: the code alone? The tote. Oh, the tote oh, totally. I was like, our code is worth ten dollars. But yes, the tote <laughs> is worth way more than thirty-nine ninety nine. Again, FabFitFun.com, almost famous. Treat yourself girl treat yourself. should yeah. we talk about paradise with you guys yeah no. sure you I, like I, up you. and like it
0: and i i think we got to talk about colton be the bachelor i think we got to talk about paradise is but before Leo we crazy? close our segment on chris and des I, I have to ask this i've been i had it written down i'm not gonna let us skip over it. this is the one question i want to ask you both if you had one minute let's say 30 seconds des to explain your favorite things about Chris and Chris, thirty seconds Aww, to explain this is your a favorite cute things about Des. Game can task. We take, can we can we do it's that like, really quick? It's
8: so romantic, like the Notebook. Yeah, let's so, do it.
0: You go yep. first, Des. <laughs> you
8: start.
0: You got thirty seconds on the clock. Starting now.
8: Chris is one of the most thoughtful, caring, strong people I know. He makes everyone in the room feel special, and you're my rock. Ten seconds. Oh, um, I love it. You're also very hot, and
9: <laughs>
8: you are a great father and husband. And I love you so much. I
9: Perfect. feel like my
8: voice got all like quiet and sexy too. When <laughs> That's like, the way uh, to do it. Like
9: what's her name? Uh-huh. Like Crystal? Yeah. Can you yeah. believe she's
8: getting back into the voice now that she's like getting into a relationship
9: totally. all of a sudden?
8: I told God, it's him
6: that. that.
8: <laughs> That's funny. I told him that.
9: Yeah.
0: All right, Chris. It's your turn. You can go under 30 seconds, that's fair, okay. just not over. Okay. Ready, go.
9: Um, I love Dez because she is very driven, she's beautiful, she knows exactly what she wants, um, so she's not afraid to voice her opinion or mind. Um, but I love that she's a great mom, a great friend, and I love her artistic side. That's really come out in our relationship over the last five years. Um, huge into puzzles who would have known that's no. actually brand new actually she j- literally no, no no no. you've puzzles. always loved puzzles, <laughs> <but> literally like <laughs> she goes and she she texts me she's like i'm gonna go buy a thousand piece puzzle really
4: quick i'm like what <laughs> and now we have a table Aww, that's now you have a
6: table of a puzzle yeah a table it, puzzle
4: it, it, oh puzzle. my god Have yeah. <laughs> <said,
7: you> <laughs> seen that mark Wahlberg movie mile 22 I
4: <clears throat> no, no. i haven't i gotta see
7: it in the movie he does a puzzle that's all white so mm, he's like hard. a genius. Wait, yeah, I like that. That's so, so cool. So and he hard. figures out how to put it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm, yes, to that I'm a now. nerd. I like puzzles. Okay. Good, good uh, contribution yeah. there, right? I'm, I'm
4: yeah. here to yeah. help.
0: Everybody the out there, that is Chris and Des, some of our <laughs> favorite people from Bachelor <laughs> Nation. Uh, that's Chris and Des as a couple. Uh, catch them on Boot Marriage Boot Camp coming up here uh, very soon. Ashley, have the details on that.
8: Fr- it's Friday, September seventh. Friday, September, Friday, 7th, September on... 7th on... On WE TV.
0: Make sure you check them out there. You can see more about the relationship. But now, we're moving in to the recap of Bachelor <laughs> in Paradise. Also, the question of who will be the next Bachelor and who, we believe, is the best Bachelor. And Chris and Des are going to stick around to join us for that. With that team, let's start with this. Should Colton be the next Bachelor?
9: No. You yes. ruined, it. You ruined no. it for me. I, thought I they don't were think together. so.
0: No, I don't think he's up.
8: mature Dude. enough or has had enough like dating experience to handle.
7: Oh, I would love to watch but, him try to figure this out. Um, no,
8: those girls would eat him alive.
6: You guys, because he
7: just can't handle He just
6: can't be the bachelor because I love him with Tia too much. And I don't think <laughs> we were left on a note where we wanted, we want to see him move beyond Tia yet.
7: Oh, I'm I missed ready. The last I episode.
6: Wait, you guys, how heartbroken are you for Tia if he was the bachelor? not
7: yeah um, oh my amy come on where's the sensitivity I, i'm sorry she messed me up in the beginning of the season Why? with all the craziness no, and the well she's just pick being, me uh, pick me i just can't ladies Yes, yeah, she needs a pick me please pick me like no I love Tia. Chris was
4: doing the I same. Love thing. Cool. I, yeah. love so I love Tia. Let's go. I love Tia. I love
8: I think Tia Pick is amazing, but but that's why I would say no to Colton. I think she deserves way more. She deserves someone who's going to just,
7: you know, when I know loved, exactly what he wants. When I loved Colton,
8: sometimes I, it takes a while to know what
6: you want. Do you guys remember
7: the episode? And I don't remember which episode it was. They yeah. were laying on a bed, outdoor bed, and she was kind of like ripping on a guy. Yeah, and Colton said, "I'm not gonna rag on the guy." I know, I, I know. I really liked that because oh. it's like I didn't like that she was like dogging some dude, who knows what she was really talking. Bleep, and he took the high road and was like, "I'm not gonna rag on this guy."
6: I related to her good. in that, that moment. That actually is good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like, "She's me." That, that's
7: Jared. <laughs> the,
0: here's the one thing I Maybe. think that the show has to watch out for, and I don't know if Colton's this guy or not. But you you all have mentioned your concerns with it. I think the Bachelor really needs a good Bachelor, a likable Bachelor. He's I, gonna I, be I... so good, so likable. You think he is?
6: Yes, but oh, okay. I still am attached to his previous relationship.
0: <laughs> okay, what makes him? What makes him so likable to you? Because I feel like Paradise hasn't made him more likable.
6: Yes, are you talking? Are you kidding me? That cheese conversation where he admit- where he said that cheese gives him gas hilarious (laughs) when he said that he accidentally zipped up his penis
7: one time hilarious he wasn't gonna rip on people that alone made me like him I do like that but (laughs) it's a wide range of emotions so
6: much wide range of emotions he's just a little snuggly teddy bear he's just confused
7: he didn't know what he he was I liked him when we met him
9: did you hear the rumor that Ben was going to be a bachelor
4: again? Yeah. I just I heard that rumor. How do you feel about thing? that, Ben?
0: Um, I mean, it's great that people still think that I can hold my own in that world. It also is great to think that, you know, going on 30 and people, they still think those women would be attracted to me. Ben,
6: Laurie was 36 and Nick was 37. Seven.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> um, you know that you, you all get it. that. I feel like if you ever were to do it again, it has to be like three years, four year break in between because it's so taxing.
8: It's very taxing. I'm just
0: now recovering from my time on The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even know if I am.
6: And you were sick that entire time too.
0: Yeah, I was. He yeah, that, maybe that's why. Maybe I do need to do it again because I had a terrible experience because I was sick the whole time. He lost if fifteen I was pounds in the season. He had
6: like a tape he had tapeworm. What? Yeah. yeah. Like tapeworm. Could you imagine having to do that strenuous?
8: That would have been great because then I wouldn't have gained the fifteen. <laughs> yes. I know, right? Every well, bachelorette ends with sweat. somebody in
0: the hot, sweaty sand. Oh, or the
8: jacuzzi. And your
0: stomach starts churning, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I feel sexy. This girl loves me. Like I just want to keep doing this." And then it's like, hey, sorry, pause five minutes. Like, I'll be right back, and they know exactly what you're doing. <laughs>
4: oh, that's oh. so
6: bad.
0: Hey, but but hey, I was the best bachelor of all time.
9: Yeah,
6: <laughs> you're self-describing right it sounds now. Sounds like ben. maybe
9: the quickest. Yeah, because <laughs> it takes me at least twenty. Like, oh. and I need my phone. <laughs> I need my phone every, with every me.
8: morning. Yeah, outside morning. of Colton, who and he doesn't have a tapeworm.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Outside of Colton, who did you guys like um as the possible bachelor coming out of Becca season?
8: Honestly, I'm kind of torn. I I'm not sure. Cause I'm not sure. I feel like there's this
9: Grocery huge... Joe. Let's go. Oh, Good dude. I know. I'm on the Joe like, train too. Joe. For bachelor.
8: I think we are on the Joe train. Yeah, put we away love Joe. how many
9: followers he's got. He would carry it. He'd carry it. Oh, I agree. It. Well, and I girls just... will like him. Girls will like you him. You know
8: what? Joe is probably the most relatable person ever on the show he just seems so down to earth and like kind of just not really sure what's going on but goes with it
9: he knows what yeah. he wants
8: yeah he knows, he what, knows he what he wants yeah and i like I mean, he it totally he just
0: I think he might be in a relationship i mean i i think him with over to make it right we'll see so moving now we have a couple we, we've mentioned colton uh grocery store joe uh we know the others uh that are up there for options and two of these people colton and joe are both uh on paradise this year colton you know we saw this week uh he and tia had broken up um i i think we have to because this is a bachelor focused podcast we have to break down the recent developments on this season of bachelor in paradise um the things i have written down here uh, the big ones are obviously leo's meltdown um the yeah. guy has gone off his rocker we've seen it happen can we talk about this for a second i mean we cannot ignore the fact that that this might be one of the most epic breakdowns ever you in you? Bachelor history.
6: When he was like, Kendall, I think you're beautiful. I don't know why you're not taken. I think you're a wonderful person. And I also think you're a fake
7: actress. Oh my God. And he threw the drink.
6: He did that. Oh, well, then he threw oh, the drink. She, you yeah. guys, I yeah, missed it. I'm
7: sorry. <laughs> yeah.
8: This sounds oh, like he so You know dramatic. what? He read, he read me the wrong way, there.
7: though, the moment
8: he was like talking to Kendall and.
9: With the soft arm, arm arm touches,
7: yeah, oh, I I, oh, right that's hard ew. to One watch if it's somebody he else. Is so hot, and I'm like, ew. okay, so let's say, let After me say that, this:
6: my sister, okay. my best friend, think he's so hot too, and. And my friend called him the rental version of jason momoa especially when he was like aquaman and like dove into the water and then like emerged and he was like who's the snitch who's the snitch um but yeah so i find i used to think that leo was attractive and now that i've learned his personality more oh. i don't see it anymore it's just really amazing how somebody's appearance can change so much when you learn about their personality it's very true
0: I, I, one of the things that drive me craziest is that I feel like Leo knows he's attractive though. Like I, yeah, he's a good looking dude. He's tall. He's he he looks, you know, he looks like Chris and I. He's tall, he's, he's really sweet. strong, he's yeah. got <laughs> long, beautiful hair. Yeah. Great um, eyes. Yeah, great eyes. I mean, he's sensitive and sweet. No, um he knows he's attractive and he, he uses that to his advantage and, and it drives me up the wall because he sits there from the very beginning and talking. And I'm like, of course he's confident. Because the guy, the guy's ego is the largest I've ever seen on the show, and that's saying something. I agree. I was upset about Leo. I don't, I don't know. I was upset about it.
6: Never would have thought that that would have come out of the guy that we knew back during Becca season. He was seemed so gentle and just mm-hmm. caring and gentlemanly, and all of a sudden he's just this wild animal
7: <laughs> in a leopard shirt i just got yeah. this side
6: by side of he and jason momoa and i mean jason momoa was like the hottest person of all time right, all right. like yeah, just like I agree a stunning beaut oh, yeah. right well,
9: i think maybe he just needs to do another mission impossible stunt and yeah is he like a huge justice stunt league man he's a you oh, know, man. If he a stunt just, man. Put him, just put him on the back i just didn't <laughs> like him because i
8: felt like he the way he'll, he complimented he'll... the girls was like as if, yeah, he had a huge ego, and the way he complimented them was kind of condescending in the sense of like, oh yeah, like needing trying to make them feel like, oh, I know, I'm making you feel real special. Oh right now. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I got from it. Yes, maybe he. Could but do they him. ate it up. Kendall loved it yeah. when she was talking to him, and I don't
0: know. yeah, I was upset with that. What do we do as fans of the show? We're all now fans of this show. Now, when when we have a character like Leo on it and he upsets us all and we're angry, is it fair for us to get angry and to be like, that was ridiculous, like that guy has issues? Or uh, as fans, do we just need to not talk about it and do it like we would treat every other human in the world and not judge because we don't know the full story? And how do we go about this now? Because one thing I was just so angry with Leo, we have to decide as fans how we're going to handle characters on this show that we really are angry with and love what's the hate. best love to hate. What's the best Avenue and platform to discuss it? Because one thing that the show has always done is it's allowed us the ability to see through a people's characters and say, okay, we don't want to be that, um, moving forward. We want to be better than that. We want characters on this show to be better than that. And so Kristen Des, before we break you here, cause I know you have to get going. How as fans of the show, do you handle people that you get really angry with?
8: Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> How do we handle the show that we get really...
9: How do we handle the people on the show that we get angry with? Do we give them the benefit of the doubt?
8: Chris just drinks more wine.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer, we actually. I, I play, yeah,
9: I play that. I wonder what producer is asking him that question. Yeah, we do, do that, way, too. Yeah. We do that, too. No,
7: he
8: even rewinds to listen. I'm like, give it up. Give it up. Jared and I are constantly rewinding, <laughs> yeah. trying to find like edit points. Yeah. yeah. Um, How to handle it? I don't even know. To be honest, it's easy. Okay, so I will say
9: it's really easy to be critical. Yeah, super easy to be critical. But then I guess we always have to remember that there's always like if someone's starting to become the villain, right? We know, right? The four of us know that that conversation is now always being had in the house. Like, Mm -hmm. did you hear that? So and so did this, and it's like, why you guys? Why you guys talk about that for a second? So everything's just more heightened. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe enough. they weren't that bad of a person, but now it's become so bad. So we all we have to remember that.
8: Yeah. I happens. feel like I give um people on the show a benefit of the doubt more so because I've been on it. Mm-hmm. But um it's still fun to watch.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey,
6: <laughs> talk
0: Des about it. Listen, Chris, thank you for your advice. We appreciate you. Um we're gonna let you go. Thanks for joining the Almost Famous Podcast. Thank,
6: thank you so Thanks. much. So you guys think
2: about Selena Gomez hair. Lucy Comer has the best, thickest, shiniest hair, and I'm guessing she uses Sugar Bear hair. Sugar Bear hair is the most delicious, bestseller on Amazon with thousands of rave reviews. They taste like sweet, delicious candy with the juice of real berries. They contain everything you need for stronger, healthier hair. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. But then I started using it two gummies a day and man oh man is my hair stronger shinier and feeling better than ever before it's i feel like it's so much thicker now these little bears actually have as much vitamin a as four cups of broccoli and as much as much vitamin c as one cup of cranberries and as much vitamin b12 as four organic eggs and if you're using sugar bear hair, don't be surprised if you see an improvement in your nails as well. So go to slash almost famous for beautiful hair and a healthier you. That's sugarbearhaircom almost famous. slash almost famous for Selena Gomez quality hair, guys. Selena Gomez, Blake Lively. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Think about those girls. And if you want to get their hair, start by taking. SugarBearHair. SugarBearHair.com.
0: Up next, everybody out there listening, this is an opportunity uh, that I've never dreamed I would have. Uh, And I mean that. This is a really special moment for me. There's only maybe three people in the world I would be really nervous to talk to. And this guy is one of them, which is weird because he's also one of the most accepting, loving people that I've ever heard about or read from. Uh, the next guest on this podcast is my favorite author. He's also just one of my favorite human beings. And he, I think he would probably hate it if he heard me say that, um, this guy is the one that, that whose book led me to choose to be love. And what I mean by that is his book was the one that made me convicted and also inspired to say, I'm going to choose love above anything else in this world. And I'm going to do it, um, in the name of faith and the name of people, um, And I believe that love will bring the most joy in life. And and so he's the one that led me to that. Uh, Our next guest is um, Bob Goff. Bob Goff is an author of the New York uh, best-selling book, Love Does. He's also the U.S. Department of State recognizes Bob Goff as a diplomat. And he is known as the Honorary Consul for the Republic of Uganda. Due to his work with Love Does, formerly known as Restore International, a nonprofit organization, he founded... Bob Goff is on the line now. Bob Goff, are you out there?
5: Hey, good to hear your voice. How you doing?
0: Oh, Mr. Goff, you don't understand how excited I am to talk to you.
6: This guy is busted out of his chair right now. He's just, (laughs) he's so smiley. I've never seen him so smiley. I'm so glad you guys are connected on here.
5: Oh, this is really good. I'm so glad we're talking a little bit.
0: Um, it's, It's hilarious, Bob, because as we were prepping for this conversation, uh, one of the people that, that help out with this show, putting on this almost famous podcast, Tori uh, texted me and she says, I'm going to cry. I'm so excited for you. I'm also a huge fan of Bob Goff. And so you have fans, I mean, obviously all across the United States, uh, my friends and Denver and my friends uh, that I know were so excited for this moment for, for me. Um, so Mr. Goff, I want to start with this by saying, uh, you know, what has inspired you in your life to write these books based on love?
5: Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. It's kind of like faith, hope, and love. Those are the things that are going to last. And I I spent my uh, entire career as a lawyer winning arguments. <laughs> You'd know if we were arguing because I'd be winning. Uh, but I just decided at some point along the, that that isn't going to actually last, all these arguments that actually – Loving some people and loving people without an agenda. Like uh, as soon as your love has an agenda, it ain't love anymore. It's just another program. And so we just started helping people out. You don't have to go across an ocean uh, to do that. You can go across the street. But wherever you go, just make some moves and find somebody, and then just actually see how you can be helpful to them. So simple concept. People have been doing it for centuries. They were doing it long before you and I got here, and. Uh, uh, long after. Uh, but there's something about being super purposeful about it, just to say, I'm going to actually take one thing and, uh, and then just go a little bit deeper with it. And For us, it was schools in countries that had conflicts, if there was an ongoing civil war, that we would start a school there. And and we're, actually, we're, we're the students most of the time. We're learning a ton as we go. <laughs> kind of I... building the plane while we're flying it most of the time it's, it's absolutely incredible.
0: And a lot of people on this podcast, uh, you know, we have a half a million listeners every week and a lot of them have kind of walked this journey with, with Ashley and I. And one thing they've always asked is, you know, what has inspired you, what books inspired you. And, and I know, I don't know if you know this or not, but love does. And, and you've recently came out with a book uh, called everybody always that I'm, I'm right in the heart of right now, but love does is the book that really did. As I said, at the beginning, I was on a mountain. Uh, in Wyoming, Buffalo, Wyoming, and I was reading it and I said from that moment forward, uh, even though it might be tough at times, I'm going to choose to love because you convinced me in your argument that love was the best answer. And so I want to ask you, why do you believe love is the answer to life?
5: I think the, uh, what I've noticed and I know you and Ashley have noticed as well is that people have tried all these other solutions for the most difficult questions that are out there. Uh, but the one that seems to work is uh loving people even when it doesn't appear like it's working there's something that like outlasts all of us uh if you actually love people uh and if you you've got to if you're going to give away love you need to understand what love is uh, mm-hmm. when my daughter was in high school I actually wanted her to be a nun <laughs> but she <you> like that there's
4: <laughs> no so way like,
5: okay So uh, when the boys come by and ask you out to the prom, I I told her to ask them, what's your definition of love? And because they're guys, they won't know. So send them home, Mm -hmm. have them think about what love is, and when they know what love is, tell you, and then you'll decide if you go to the prom with them. And if they come back and say, it's like butterflies, you can get that from bad pizza. But love is sacrifice and commitment. And if we can figure out, and we know that loving people's sacrifice and commitment and just get past the weather, how it feels at the particular time, uh, then that's been super helpful to me. It's helped me when there's been a couple of days where I've tried really hard at something and then it actually hasn't turned out. And I go like, no, no, no. I'm not doing it for the applause. Because if you want applause, join the circus. If you actually mm-hmm. want love, just be prepared to just uh, commit to something and do whatever it takes uh, to get there. And I think that's where the longest relationships I've had you've had, have been founded on like people that sacrificed and were committed to us
6: what did the prom date come back and say
5: oh yeah yeah the, the boys would circle around and actually what's beautiful is there's a beautiful vetting that happens if you can you actually kind of define the terms of your discussion uh, by by actually having vulnerable conversations to say, like, this is literally what I'm looking for. And if, if it's just the feelings all that, then let's go bowling. But if you actually want to go do life together, then let's understand what we're aiming for, what's that beautiful thing on the horizon, Dreaming for. I met Sweet Maria Goff uh, 32 years ago. She wouldn't go out on a date with me for three years.
4: to is <laughs> what
5: I look like—those crazy hair and all that. But she saw who I was turning into, and that's one of the things that's been helpful for me. If there's somebody that's been kind of difficult, I just think to myself, I wonder who they're becoming—not mm. who they used to be. The people that I think have shaped me the most were people that believed in me and that even though it was kind of a rough draft of the person i was going to become they saw the guy i was turning into and that's what people who are like to your point then people who are turning into love one of the hallmarks about them they see who the people around them are turning into
0: huh i mean bob you know we have a lot of people um that listen to this podcast and write in about relationship advice uh, just in terms of both romantic and, and personal and their life with their family um, you've been known to deal with people in some of the most the, the, some of the life's hardest situations um, be that from divorce to sickness to illness uh, in your book everybody always there's a, there's a beautiful story of, of how you you loved on your neighbor during an illness And one of the things that that we've been asked uh, as people write in is how do you maintain a a joy or how do you find fulfillment in life's hardest situations? Um, And and oftentimes I struggle answering that. So I was going to push that to you to see if you could help our listeners
5: out. Yeah. The first thing that occurred to me when you uh, framed that was to look beyond the obvious. Um, So sometimes there would be an immediate obvious answer. Uh, even to one of the most difficult circumstances. And to say, is there something deeper here that I can understand? One of the things I've learned uh, from writing books is that the best chapter titles come later. <laughs> so when I turned in, everybody always, I, uh, I turned it in, there was no chapter titles. <laughs> they're like, oh. buddy, did you forget something? I'm like, no, 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 the better title will come later. And uh, so uh, let's say there's a circumstance where some of your listeners, you've experienced uh, rejection and where you would say, uh, you know, that's the title of that chapter. Actually, if you give it a little while, you'll probably retitle that thing more accurately, Release. Or some time where you've had something that you really worked on. I built a lodge. It took me 20 years to build this thing. Uh, A couple guys made a mistake and burned it to the ground. (laughs) I am like, And one of the things, I would have titled that chapter, I'm out, but I gave that a little while. We're rebuilding this thing, and I would more accurately title that chapter, I'm back. And so one of the things that has been super helpful is to just say to slow down and to just say there's a better chapter title for this um, than the one that occurs to you right away.
0: The uh, For everybody out there listening, um, I-, I love reading from Bob because he has this infectious uh, joy about him and this sense of humor towards life, and he's been involved in so many different stories. Bob, you-, you constantly write in your books about these interactions with people, and you're able to kind of process the interaction and then, then tell the story clearly and concisely so that the reader um, can learn from them. I think as I read your book, sometimes I get envious, honestly, because your life has been full of so many interactions that are so meaningful. If I am asking you, I want to have these meaningful interactions. I want my life to matter. I want to leave a legacy. Um, You've been able to do that, and you do that in a way that's shared with so many. How? How?
5: Oh, I think the, uh, like, perhaps you and Ashley and the people listening, uh, I'm uh, paying attention to what's happening. I get easily distracted. I'm like that dogging up.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's and so lovely. funny you said that.
5: <laughs> I was, uh, I, I hooked up, we got this old 2001 Suburban, and I hooked this trailer up to it. We started driving from San Diego towards Canada. And uh, I was driving up the road, and if you ever had it happen to you, where you wondering if you locked the door or turn the oven off? And I just couldn't remember putting the latch on the trailer.
4: Oh. <laughs> so I didn't
5: slam on the brakes. I bumped the brakes. I pulled off to the side, and this is after having traveled quite a ways. I pulled onto the night, sure enough, the latch wasn't on the trailer. And I was one bump in the road away from having that thing cast me in the fast lane. And while it looked like I was hooked up to that trailer, I wasn't actually hooked up to that trailer. And so we're all looking for the same thing in our lives, love and purpose and connection and a couple authentic relationships. And I think the way that you put a latch on it, is to be intentional and purposeful, to say, what's actually going to outlast me? What are some of the things, like this idea that you're known for your opinions, but you're remembered for your love? Like that would outlast me. So what I'm trying to do is put a latch on those things. And we try to do it in different things, big and small. And what you do is you'll find the things you're looking for. I, uh, I wanted a 1971 Volkswagen bus. I hadn't even thought about one of those for 30 years. As soon as I decided I wanted a 1971 Volkswagen bus, every third car is a 1971 <laughs> Volkswagen bus.
4: Because
5: you'll just find the thing you're looking for. So if you're looking for great stories to help you make sense of your life, then all of a sudden you'll go like you'll have uh, a way to like in context to say I want to put a latch on these things that I believe. For some of your listeners, faith might be a big deal. For you. put a latch on it by actually doing things. Like, and it's not because, like, God want you to uh, do them a, a big one and, like, you know, a favor by doing something nice, but it's like you put a latch on everything you believe by actually putting it into action. And so that's what I'm trying to do every day. And I write down, I have a practice, and I think that's what I've noticed about people that have um, uh, more clarity on why they're doing what they're doing, I uh, write down the things that I'm observing during the day. I bet I send myself 100 emails a day. Isn't that crazy? I get get home, I'm like, damn again, block. Um, (laughs) But what I'll do is take everything I think about everything, and I'll put it all in one place. I have a document that's 1.6 million words long. Isn't that crazy? It's everything I think about, everything. So even this morning, I spent the first hour just reflecting on some of these things to say, like, who's the guy I want to be? Like, what is it that I want to um, leave behind? Who is it that I want to do? And that gives me some focus on what am I going to do today? I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I uh, I wear, if you ever see a photograph of me, you'll always see me wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. And I'm not a Red Sox fan. I've actually never even gone to a game. Uh, but my neighbor across the way, Carol, who you mentioned, Ben, was a huge Boston Red Sox fan. And she got cancer, and we knew she'd start this eternity long danced with Jesus at the end of the week, and so I made a deal with her. I said, Carol, I'll wear your Red Sox hat for the rest of my life and represent the Red Sox here on Earth, but in exchange, every time Jesus walks by you in heaven, you need to mention my name. (laughs) 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 I know I'm Uh going to buy into the deal. And so one of the things that if you know why you're doing what you're doing— It'll give you some great perspective you start seeing what you're looking for. I've got no left pockets in any of my pants. Ben, try this. Ashley, you too. Cut out all the left pockets in your pants because uh, everything that you believe, everything that's your life, is the sum of everything you're hanging on to and everything you're willing to let go of. So if I want to hang on to something, I put it in my right pocket. If I put my car keys in my left pocket, I'm taking Uber. (laughs) <laughs> because I don't even know they're gone. And that's a beautiful thing. Somebody says something kind of hurtful to me. Somebody, uh, there's a misunderstanding. I just immediately think to myself, left pocket. And mm-hmm. so this whole idea, if you have these practices that have become like routines for you, those will be the uh, the ones that actually will continue to give context for your life.
6: Do you really Bobby cut still? your pockets?
5: Oh, it Literally. No suits, no jeans, but jeans I've got on right now, no left pocket. Interesting. <laughs> I'm like telling you, Ash. like a bad, bad trick. It just goes up. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, like is,
0: he is the best. This is this guy, he will rock your world. And anybody out there listening, make sure you pick up Love Does or Everybody Always um, and, and just either re- listen to it or read it. It has completely transformed my life in and, and not this weird way, like a really good way. I'm not asking you to read this so that you'll come out of it like some, you know, crazy Christian that you've never thought you'd be. No, it's just like it enhances life to a level um, that I never knew existed. Um, Bob, I know that you're a busy guy. I really appreciate you coming on. But before you go, um, our good friend, Ashley Iconetti, who is the co-host on this podcast, um, has recently gotten engaged. We've all witnessed this engagement on TV um, this last week. She's getting ready to enter into um, a life with one of my favorite people in the world, Jared. Do you have any advice for Ashley as she begins this new
5: season? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that uh, I thought I needed to do is uh, be really active. And I. substituted or mistook having a purposeful life or a really active life. Okay. And what I did is I was running all over the world and trying to help out people and all that. And I pulled into the driveway of our home and this woman, Sweet Maria Goff, who's been has never raised her voice or said a crossword to me and the 35 years I've been loving her, or the 32 she's been loving me back. Mm-hmm.
4: She has pulled in
5: the <laughs> driveway, and in the window is a help-wanted sign. <laughs> uh-huh. She wasn't saying she needed help. She was saying I needed help. And so one of the things that I do is I go somewhere to speak during the day. She'll drop me off at 5.15 every single morning. I fly somewhere, I'll say something, and I fly home for supper. And the next day, she drops me off at 5.15, I go somewhere, wow. and I fly home. And we never talk about geography. She doesn't know if I'm in Cleveland or Cleveland or what? Denver or wherever. But Because when people ask her, where's Bob? She says he's on his way home. Mm-hmm. And so my huh. Hope my like blessing on you in this beautiful marriage will be that you would continue to run home to each other. Aww, that's Don't so be efficient in the way that you love each other, be present. It's like must be present to win. <laughs> so and I was learning that that idea if you guys have a family in the future that not get confused that providing your for your family means going everywhere else. Because uh, sometimes you run away to do these things, providing for your family, and you're actually not providing for your family. Mm-hmm. And so just keep running home to each other. I know you will.
6: Oh, I love that advice. Thank
5: you. This He's, is a uh... great
6: time. Hey, you there.
5: Geocache everything. Geocache great. My daughter, when she was getting born, Maria had some. Uh, she was in a lot of pain, so I was writing a note. <laughs> we knew what flavor my daughter was going to be. I said, "Dear Lindsay, I forgive you for wrecking the car." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I dated it. And I said, "I love Dad." I put it in a pickle jar and I buried it. And then 18 years later, my daughter wrecked the car. <laughs> <laughs> instead of saying the predictable thing like be more careful and all that i gave her a shovel in the latitude and longitude i told her where to dig and then she does this jar up she's like dad you forgave me before i was born oh that's
4: you adorable so do that
5: geocache them great you could write notes to your kids your future children and they were paying for all your student loans and if you
6: change your mind, just go tell where it is. <laughs> oh. That's so cute. Well,
0: oh oh, Mr. God, Goff, we appreciate you. you, man. Thank you so much for coming on here. Hey, before you go, Ashley, you want to hear the, and everybody in the studio, you want to hear the coolest thing I think about, Bob? What? On the back of his very first book, Love Does, which was, again, a New York Times bestselling book, and he hears this all the time, he put his real phone number so people that read the book could contact him to ask him questions.
5: No way. Oh, it's been terrific. I get 100 calls a day. I can't get a thing <laughs> <gun. laughs> done. You're a very but
6: special that be, man.
5: Well, that would be another idea in terms of, like, people who are turning into love. Uh, people don't follow vision. They follow availability. I don't mean Facebook follow. I mean just the impact that people have had on me with the people who are most available to me. And so if we could be – I'm never the smartest guy in the room, but I could be the most available guy in the room. And if we find our sweet spot in that in terms of availability, I would just live into that, and people feel really loved.
0: Absolutely awesome. Bob, uh, thank you again. And anybody out there listening, make sure you pick up Love Does or Everybody Always, uh, I mean wherever books are sold, which is, is probably Amazon these days. Um, <laughs> this means so much to me more than uh, – more than you probably understand, uh, you have changed, enhanced, um, and spoken into my life from a very far distance. And today I got the opportunity to speak to you in person, um, and I will sleep very well tonight with a big smile on my face. So, Bob Goff, thanks for coming to the podcast.
5: Thanks, and Thanks, Ashley. And you guys just keep spreading hope and love like they go in a hole in your pocket. I <laughs> just want <laughs> to get everywhere because you got to go cut those left pockets out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thanks, bye, Bob. You guys.
6: Bye. Everybody thinks that I'm like so obsession prone, which is probably the truth, but um, I just need you guys to listen to my new obsession thread up. If you haven't checked them out by now, what are you waiting for? Thread up is the largest online consignment and thrift store with up to 90% off estimated retail prices. 90% off. They have huge selections from over 35,000 brands like Madewell, Banana Republic, BCBG, Steve Madden, Kate Spade, Lululemon, and Coach. You guys, those are high brands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are so many cute... Outfits and you can find them all in an amazing deal, like an anthropology skirt for ten dollars, a gap dress for only eight dollars, Steve Madden booties sixteen free people tops, twelve dollars. It's nuts. Every item is in excellent condition, and even some have tags on. Yeah, completely new. Thread up makes the hunt fun again. You get personalized emails so you know all about the latest. Fashions, styles, and brands up on ThreadUp. It's so easy. You filter by size and you can get stuff that fits you the right way. Just search, shop, checkout, and you're done. Plus, if you sign up now, you'll get an extra 30% off with your first order at ThreadUp slash Almost Famous. Make sure there's no A in there. It is T H R E D U P dot com slash Almost Famous. That's threadup.com slash Almost Famous for an extra 30% off today. I'm
0: so excited. I mean, the guy, he just is infectious. And there's so many times uh, in my life now where sometimes what uh, what happens doesn't you know, quite always make sense on why you're doing it. And what Bob has taught me personally is that sometimes love doesn't make sense, both romantically um, and just personally. And sometimes these things are confusing. But if you choose to love – um, a crazy, impactful, beautiful story seems to follow. Um, it's, it's absolutely incredible what that guy has done for me. So that was a special moment. And I only have the almost famous podcast to think and the platform this gives us so that he actually reached out and he said, Hey Ben, I hear you're a good big fan. I want to come on your podcast. Um, so yeah, thanks. I heart. Thanks. Almost famous Ash. Thanks for being a co-host. That was cool for me.
6: It was so cool. It was so cool looking at your face and hearing his little anecdotes. What a what an adorable guy who make who makes me want to um, bury things for my kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, one thing I take away, and we can move on from Bob. And, and for anybody out there listening, and this is good for for the Bachelor franchise. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Um, it, one thing, two things that I, I really take away and I'm convicted of often is I need to be slower to speak, um, which is funny on a podcast, but I got to be intelligent with my words because I really got to say what I mean. Um, and, and part of that is being intentional. And I think when he talks about bearing notes for his kids or the way he loves his wife or the things that he does, all of it has intention and purpose behind it. And that's one thing I've taken with me is making sure that everything I do from the biggest to the smallest things, have an intention and a purpose. And when they do, I will care about them a little bit more and they'll make more sense to me. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's cool. And it's good for anybody listening. Uh, And the next Bachelor, whoever that is, that will be my advice to him on the show. um, If I get to go on and speak to him or before when I give him a call, it'll just be make sure that everything you do on this show, every single decision you make from a rose that you hand out to a breakup that you're part of to a date that you're in, that it has intention and it has purpose, because if not, this whole thing will be meaningless. And we don't want three months of your life to be meaningless. That's too much time.
6: Well, back to that topic. Yeah. (laughs) Ben, I think we need to touch on two things before we go about Bachelor in Paradise. Leo made a huge deal about Kevin, quote, tattling on him by accidentally, you know, telling Kendall without knowing that she didn't know yet that um he also kissed Chelsea the same day that he went on a date with Kendall. I don't know how Leo thinks he was going to get away with this. Like tattling and he made a huge deal of it. It's like, dude, you're living within mm. uh, I don't even know, like a not even like an eighth of a mile radius with 20 other people. You don't think she's going to find out. You're going to call this tattling?
0: yeah i mean i think the whole thing's kind of funny too is i mean there's definitely no perception here of the fact that it's all on tv so like yeah like that's the crazy part to me is you know this is being documented
6: (laughs) right such an amazing point at some point kendall would have found out yes
7: or like the camera person tells the producer that you all know that the producers are working with and against you so the producer can do it in an uh interview segment and just go, what do you think that he kissed the other person if no one quote tattled, right?
6: Uh, they, they would have uh, probably yeah. waited for her to find out organically through the cast. But yeah, I mean, dude, she's going to find out all the girls talk.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean what who's he trying to pr- what is he trying to prove? I mean, that's a crazy part of sometimes when I'm watching this, and this is kind of what I was trying to get to with Chris and Dez. Is I'm sitting at home and I'm like, I just and, and I handle it so poorly. Um, I, I wish I had a little more Bob Goff in me when I did this, but I'm like, I just want this guy to be better. Like, be better because none of this is gonna be fulfilling. None of this is gonna is is making him a better person. All it's doing is hurting people along the way. So it's just like this destructive path that is being caused because honesty isn't the first response. And I, I had a tweet the other day that it kind of came to my mind as I was watching this exact scenario was, um it said the best part about dating on tv and i just thought it was that it keeps you honest it keeps you authentic authentic and it keeps you genuine in all situations because you know it's gonna be showed back
6: Mm-hmm. It's so and that's true. great that's great that is so true profound ben quite is profound so? yeah
0: i'm feeling <laughs> profound today I, I i am hey you know what else is profound ashley clean teeth um my teeth are wider than ever and it's due to one of our sponsors quip the truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong ashley doesn't she has beautiful teeth her breath smells fantastic but me on the (laughs) other hand i struggle not for long enough and forget to uh, change our brush on time that's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing but not quip so let's make quip Better for you, and what makes it so different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for dentist-recommended two minutes. I've always heard that. That's one of those health things that have stuck with me for the last 28 years. Is two minutes is the way to go. Oh yeah. And guiding pulse that remind you then to switch sides. Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health and your health alone, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Ashley, you've talked about it before. You travel with your Quip. So do I, but I'm a huge fan of Quip.
6: I love the way that you can stick it on the mirror and there's a case so that the toilet bowl flush doesn't make your toothbrush dirty.
0: Uh, We've talked about this before, but I have a buddy who I traveled with. Who puts his toothbrush in the shower on the floor? Yeah,
6: you said this. I don't like it.
0: Disgusting. Quip doesn't let you do that. Mm -mm. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash almost famous, that's the name of this podcast right now, you get your first refill pack free with Quip Electric Toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash almost famous, spelled just to help you out, G E T Q U I P dot com slash almost famous.
6: Ben, one more thing about Paradise. We need to talk about the Eric Cassandra and Angela love triangle. The guy said, I'm all in with you, not interested in dating other guys. Woke up the next morning, said yes to a date with Cassandra. And then Angela goes you told me last night that you were all in and didn't want to date anyone else. And then he goes, yeah, well I woke up this morning with a changed mind. And I was like, Oh my God. No, you saw Cassandra and you changed your mind.
0: Uh, Yeah. I wish he kind of just would have said that. I know. Like, yeah, I told you that, but like this Cassandra girl came in. (laughs) I mean, because Angela was kind of the, the unspoken sweetheart of paradise in my opinion
6: she's so underrated and we thought that she's gonna be such a big deal on night one I think like all yep. the guys were into her and then she's just quietly entered a relationship with Eric and we really haven't heard from her much since
0: it's 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 a beautiful dilemma too because they really got us fired up about their relationship it was so cute their date was so meaningful and they were just all bubbly and kissy and talky and doing everything that cute couples do and then all of a sudden things change so quickly and uh, I mean I wasn't a fan of this situation. I'm no. a fan of Eric. I've been around Eric a couple of times. I'm a fan of Eric. I, I would love to ask Eric at some point, and and listeners out there, I wonder if Eric, um, is proud of the situation now. I wonder how he feels about this because this was from from my standpoint. This was a really not um a manipulative situation. It wasn't an angry situation. It was just one that hurt uh. watching.
6: Also, why did he say yes right away? Why didn't he at least say, I'm going to go talk to Angela first and I'll get back to you with an answer. He was so eager to say yes. Yeah.
0: Where does this play out?
6: I don't know. We'll find I mean, out soon.
0: I mean, like, what do you think it does?
6: How do I think it plays out? I think he's going to yeah. end up breaking up with Angela.
0: Oh, I was so excited for her. Yeah. and him. I don't know. I, I get. I really got into this one. You're right. Maybe par- this is the best paradise ever because, like, so I was really drawn into Joe. I was really in favor of Joe, which I think, jeez, can that guy lose? I mean, the whole country mm-hmm. was in favor of Joe. It's, it's like poor smile. guy. Yeah, it's James a smile. Franco smile. Well, I just he's got it ear to ear, and then, um, the Eric Angela relationship was one i was really rooting for i thought it was
6: the one i didn't feel like they had a ton of chemistry though to be honest on their date on their date the night before Agree. yeah it didn't yeah. seem f- didn't it seem like, like they c- were
7: like playing the part of the couple on the good yeah day on paradise
6: like they really wanted to to like feel that chemistry but they really weren't
0: maybe eric felt that i mean i mean let's give him the benefit of the doubt here and say maybe that's exactly why yeah
6: but then why tell her that you're all 100 in the
7: night before
0: Oh, because she was looking good and he got mixed up in his emotions.
6: Just I don't say know. it. And Just she had honest, the rose. Right?
7: Who had the roses on that episode?
6: Uh on this coming episode, the guys had the roses. Mm.
7: He gave it to her or she gave it to him. She not- gave it to him. That
6: and guy, now
2: and now it. with Hello? Cassandra, Obvious? now he has the rose.
6: Right,
4: Captain
2: Obvious.
6: Yeah.
0: yeah. Captain mm-hmm. um, and so finally, uh the T and Colton breakup. We mentioned it before um ashley you're heartbroken over this you love their
6: relationship yeah i just think you know maybe you'll see them again on bachelor paradise six and who knows what will happen there
7: but doomed to fail from the
6: start well that's what people said about me and jerry the
0: bachelor if he's the bachelor
7: oh
6: uh no she will not she will not embarrass herself like that she will not do that
0: she would not
4: do
7: that no why? Okay. If she loves him so much,
6: yeah. Well, she knows that she's been rejected by him, and that she he chose to not be with her. Mm. So she's not going to go on. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. If, if now the there's twenty four other girls, twenty four yeah. other girls to compete with.
7: Up with her again, and the whole thing. I. I
6: what if he asks and he's like i'd like to you to be there <laughs> so i can further explore my confusion i'd like you
7: to enter in the competition <laughs> yeah. for
6: my love
4: yeah. i'll
7: yeah,
6: really not- know after going through 25 whether or not you're the one i have a really nice proposal for
0: you <laughs> how about you come on to the show so that we can continue this relationship amongst everybody else because i'm just not sure yet ashley I, uh, before we end here what a cool podcast uh we got to talk to chris and des um we we got to talk to um, one of my favorite authors, one of just my favorite people, Bob Goff. I mean, that's that that hits deep. My hands were actually sweaty the whole time, um, but we we kind of skimmed over it, and it was a little bit on purpose because I need to take a second to say it was so cool that you allowed the world to watch the. I don't know if you really had a choice. But, <laughs> um, I
6: wouldn't that, have wanted to be proposed to any other way.
0: I got I got the opportunity to see well, of you get proposed to. Um, and i want i want you to have a little bit of time here to tell the audience that the listeners who have been with us really since the beginning what that feels like what that felt like and just remind everybody that you still are very much in love
6: oh there is this point in paradise too where i just thought that jared and i we were i was like oh there's no hope but i'm gonna ask this guy random questions and he goes <laughs> i go um where are you gonna propose to your future wife one day and then he goes um, probably some place that's special to both of us. And you know, never would I have thought and thought that that cool that I would ask that question legit on the sand of the place that three years later we would be getting engaged on. So it was the most special place we ever could have gotten engaged. And I mean, you guys, he I tell him every day, and I'm flabbergasted by it every day, but he is my romantic comedy character come to life i don't know how that guy is so wonderful to me he's
7: the best and i love him so much when it's, ashton it, and mila freaked out to meet you yeah did you get excited
6: oh my god we lit we turned to each other after we were like okay that was the pinnacle of our life nothing else is gonna be cooler after that no way oh
0: uh, i think I, I think you have some cool moments coming ahead like oh, thanks like bob goff said you're always gonna be coming home to each other um it's
6: so sweet and, i love uh, that we, idea
0: is that awesome? Yeah. It's just you choose to always come home. Um, and when you come home to Jared, uh, you want to be looking good, right? <laughs> and there's one way to do that. Um, you got to get on the tote.
6: Oh, yes. La tote can fit you better than any other retailer out there because online shopping is tough and you have to commit to a piece without trying it on first which just seems wrong. And I'm sure you have a ton of uh, clothes that you don't wear just because of this. Because you ordered something online, it didn't fit right, and then you're like, ugh, I don't want to deal with the return. Well, La Tote makes all of this super easy. You take the stress out of getting dressed, you get the right styles in your right size delivered right to you, and then you send it back when you're done with it. La Tote takes your measurements and learns about your size, not just your size, but the nuances that fit your clothes appropriately to your body oh that's cool yeah it's really really nice women return 40 to 70 percent of clothing that they buy Lato created their own universal sizing system to fit you across all brands so not just what you're going to fit in like h&m or nike styles but like also what you're going to fit in banana republic styles for example with Lato, you can rent unlimited fashion just wear return and discover fashion that fits you better It'll take the stress out of getting dressed, like I said. Go to latote.com, that is L E T O T E dot com to get started. Enter the promo code, which is almost famous at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your first month. Again, that is latote.com and enter the code almost famous for perfect fitting clothing delivered right to your door.
7: Did you see that your boyfriend, Taylor Hansen, is expecting his sixth child?
6: I didn't see that. Was, was that heck? announced today? Mm-hmm. Well, and it was sixth, announced last week. Sixth child six that's insane. he's also like 37 i don't even think he's like 36 yep really
7: crank them out six kids he's got his own brady bun
6: they're gonna make an orchestra of Hanson children oh
7: yeah A choir
0: a choir ashley when yeah. you are 37 years old how many kids will you have
6: probably two oh, that's fair, that's
0: fair. <laughs> um hey everybody we Hopefully. appreciate you listening we love you dearly um, this has been fun. The Almost Famous Podcast continues to surprise me, even. Uh, we have an awesome team around us. So, when you get a chance, send an email to Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com and thank the great staff the producers, the editors, um, the engineers in studio helping this thing happen, the sales team, even helping this thing happen every week. Also, make sure you give a little love to Ashley Iconetti on Twitter. Oh, Tag her. she responds, she reads. I do. I, she I do. Um, she has a little bit of a bob goff in her. She makes sure she sits down and pays attention to everybody mentioning Aww, thank uh, you. her name. Uh, and we also want to say thank you to Modcloth, enter code FAMOUS at checkout to get 15% off your first order of hundred dollars or more. Sleep number. dot number.com to find one near you. Quip and I Quip NYC. Go to getquip.com slash almost famous to get your first refill pack free at Fun. Use code Almost Famous to get ten dollars off your first box. ThreadUp. ThreadUp.com. Almost Famous to get an extra thirty percent off your first order. And Sugar Bear Hair. Go to SugarBearHair.com/backslash/AlmostFamous today. Ashley, thanks for letting us uh, watch your engagement.
6: Amy, I just got an email from a friend that sent me a link to Taylor Hansen's Six Child. If you had asked me a couple minutes later, I would have known. <laughs> um, and Ben, I'm glad you got to smile as big as you did today because of God. That feels
0: nice. Yeah. Yeah, that feels good. Everybody needs a smile now and then. Um, Bachelor in Paradise continues. Bachelor in Paradise, thank you for being so terrific. It's just such a fun thing to talk about. With that, I've been Ben.
6: I've been Ashley. Next week's Finale Week. Goodbye.
0: Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous
3: podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.